You are listening to the realestatepodcast.ca. Brought to you by JNC Toronto Real Estate Group. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the realestatepodcast.ca. Your source for all things real estate. We are real estate for the masses. John here, along with Cheryl, Nicole, and our very special guest, our first special guest on the podcast ever, Miss Anya Edinger. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Good. Okay. Well, <laughs> can't complain. First things first, why don't you take it away with our disclaimer? The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities we represent. That was amazing. That was pretty good. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Better than me. Much better than Cheryl and Nicole, that's oh, for just sure. Just keep it for each. Okay. <laughs> yeah. we can just roll the audience voice every We've got time. it recorded forever. Uh, so now is when we normally have some fun banter, okay? And this is where Cheryl and Nicole normally make fun of me. So just to make you feel at home, I'm now going to give you the chance to make fun of me too. No holds barred. Go ahead. Take your best shots. And I no promise pressure. you, I, I won't be offended. It's, it's hard to do on the spot. Well, Cheryl and Nicole, show her how you do it. Do you make fun of his appearance or? Everything. Everything. I see. Everything. I would probably be making fun of the fact that I had to remind him to turn off the heat for noise yeah. and then had to remind him to get the disclaimer, you know. Mr. Forgetful. It's just a little jumbled today. It's fine. Okay. Okay, well, thanks. Thanks well, for taking it easy kind. on me. Exactly. <laughs> She's easing into it. Uh, we're definitely easing into it. It gets easier. <laughs> it does. Um, for all of our listeners and viewers out there, for those of you who don't know Anya, uh, although I would assume many of you may and do, Anya is a fellow agent and colleague at our brokerage who has enjoyed a lot of success, not just with social media, but as a salesperson, busy doing a lot of deals here in Toronto. We're going to dig a little deeper with Anya's story and ask you some questions a little later in the podcast, but I just wanted to let you know that we're thrilled to have you here and uh, we're thrilled to hear your perspective on social media and its impact in the real estate market. We are thrilled, Anya. Super duper. <laughs> it's good. We, ha we have to be in our best behavior today because we have a special guest. I know. I'm actually being I, a little I know, bit I'm more trying. polite. Please be, on your, please be on your worst behavior. Okay, good. Perfect. Well, social media is a big part of almost everyone's life for better or for worse, whether you're a realtor or not. Um, according to Statista, this website, the worldwide average spent on social media platforms is 151 minutes per day. That's two and a half hours. That's the average? That's it? That's the average. Yeah, that's it. That's In what North I was America? thinking. That's a lie. That's a lot. That's, what they, that's two and a half hours per day, what the hell every are day. What doing? That's it's wild. Sounds too short. Sounds too short. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the record, the country with the most, and this may make sense after I say where it is, it's the Philippines, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, 233 minutes, almost four hours a day, and this is for last year in 2022. I know someone of Filipino descent who spends a lot of time on TikTok. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but some person we all know. Yeah. And love. Know, and, and love. love. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, I thought you said statistics wrong. I'm like, statista is not how you say statistics. I know. It's a website. It so. is. I am familiar with I didn't choose website. how they decided to spell it. So... Um, <laughs> Because social media is an integral part of many realtors' businesses and marketing, and the general public might be using it to influence their many decisions with regards to real estate, looking at properties, deciding on a realtor, et cetera, et cetera. We thought we would, this would make for an interesting topic here on the realestatepodcast.ca. So here we are. And today we're going to break this podcast into four parts. Number one, why and how do realtors use social media? Uh, number two, what are the main platforms realtors use? 
Number three, public perception to real estate, social media, um, especially the smoke and mirrors aspect that we're gonna be talking about. And finally, we're gonna wrap it up with the impact on our industry. Um, so let's start with number one, why do realtors use it? Cheryl, what do you think? Why do realtors use social media? To promote their business. I would say because they feel like they have to is a big one. Although um, lots of businesses, not just realtors, use it to, pr to promote their business, brand awareness, promote, th promote themselves. Yeah. I think that there is a pressure to feel like you have to use it. Yeah. You, would you agree there, Anya? Yeah. I think some people will use it for the purpose of lead generation, but others will use it as a way to keep in touch with clients. Like for me, rather than always calling clients, I know what's going on in their lives and they know what's going on in mine because I post about my life on social media. They yeah. post about theirs. So that way we know. Like it, it's an easier way to keep in touch and also prompt you to make a touch point with the client. If right. you see they just had a baby or they just got a promotion yeah. or they got a new dog, give them a call. That's something you can you know, use. Yeah, it's funny, prior to social media, Real Estate 101 was all about how do you keep in touch with your database, your sphere, and that's kind of what we were doing prior to with social media, just in different ways. And so mm -hmm. this has been an added layer. Just an easier. Yeah. It is easier because before you'd have to make the phone call, ask how they're doing. They'd have to share the information here. We're all putting it out there on social media. So you can then decide if you want to interact or engage yeah. with that person. Yeah. Maybe you see they just had a baby or they got a promotion. You send them flowers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you use it a lot? Do you use it daily? Would you say, Nicole? No, 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 not even every day, but I'd say like three or four times a week I use it. Yeah. Um, and I just put my stuff on there for the other people to see. And then I look at what Cheryl posted and then I look at what Anya posted and then I shut it down. I don't even look at what you posted because generally I'm going to know what you're doing because of what Cheryl posted. <laughs> And if I'm creeping someone out with what they posted too. I, I think we can pretty much say right now that Nicole is not um, as into social media as maybe Cheryl and Anya are. It's funny for someone of her age, but she's an old soul, right? We say like that she's a she's like a 65-year-old trapped well, in a 30 Well, I am body. also, but I still am on yes. social media all the Thank time. You. Thank you. You're using it well, though. You're doing a good job. Oh, Thank it. you. To a high level, let's right. say it that way. I would say like I'm on it a lot, but for the most part, I'm using it like it's for business use. I'm right. not sitting scrolling endlessly watching videos. Right. There's a lot of it is research or yeah. editing cool. my own stuff. Yeah, this is going to uh, address a few of our points. We might go a little bit more in depth to what we all just said right here. A couple other reasons why uh, realtors use it. It can be part of their marketing package when listing a property. Yeah. You know, if you do have a listing, a beautiful property, you're going to be doing visuals, photo, video, 3D tours. And you where do you push that all around? Media. You push it around on your social media. Do you think it helps sell the home or do you think it helps sell the realtor? That's the big question. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> so that have a lot of stuff lately. doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's a no stones unturned. We've talked about this a lot that it generally does not sell the home, but it is an added bonus. It's one of those extra things that if it's a 0.01% chance that you'll find the buyer that way, yeah. you should do it. Yeah. Um, do we all? Do we all use it as a marketing tool uh, when we have listings? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. I think if you don't and a potential seller is interviewing a lot of agents, I think the agents, when they're showing what their services are and their value proposition, will have social media in there. Yeah. Well, yeah. and for me, for example, having the type of exposure and engagement that I do, it is a huge selling point because even if it 
does nothing, it'll get them more exposure and hopefully someone sees it, sends it to someone else. Yeah. And if it if it gets one person, if yeah. there's even a small chance, then yeah. it's always worth it. Isn't it funny? Our last podcast was open houses we and said we said thing. the same thing about that. Like it's not one little thing that's going to sell your home. It's 150 things that your agent does that's going to impact uh, if it'll sell, for how much it will sell for. And if, yeah. if you're going to increase the odds of getting a better result by implementing social media, of course you're going to do it, I would think. Social proof is another one I have here, especially useful for new agents um, that maybe are just getting into the industry. And if they're not doing a lot of deals, maybe they can be posting things on social media that makes it look like, or if they got their first listing, would you like to address this show? Yeah, we talk about this all the time and actually is one of the reasons why we decided to do this podcast because it's smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Everything the regular folk sees on social media might not be how it seems because that person you're speaking about may be posting someone else's listings to try and get leads, as you said, lead generation, or they may be posting stuff about real estate just to remind their followers and their friends that they are actually realtors, that they are active realtors, even if it might not seem or be that way. Yeah. So yeah. But so, if they're out there every day, they are active. Like I'm thinking of new realtors and like, what do they post about? There's a realtor that we all follow and they were new and every day it was their door knocking, what they were out there doing door knocking. So I mean, they're out there knocking on doors. They're active in the industry. I would say the majority that were referring to right now though are people that are not active and they use social media as a way to try to garner that social proof and then also there's us who are active and we post what we're doing to social yeah, proof I was, on, yeah. I was on the phone with one of our past clients just uh doing a little bit of follow-up and touching and she said you guys are really busy you know really busy and she, she looked at our social media and saw a lot of our content a lot of our listings so it can be said for for both the busy and the non-busy agent so it's realtor speak to say touching. Okay, and sorry. I'm like, so I was doing I, some touching. Yeah, I'm not going to get canceled. Uh, it's their touch points, and it was a phone call, and it wasn't creepy. I promise. No, yes. <laughs> Another thing we have here is uh, is maybe for brand awareness. I know when we sat down a couple of days ago to discuss some of the topics, there are some agents that do you know a lot of paid ads. Uh, yep. They may not do it for direct lead capture, but they want to get their brand out there. Yep. Uh, you'll see their ads come up with in many cases their beautiful styling of properties uh, every yeah. single day and so then that's in the back of your mind yeah i've even seen some agents who um do podcasts and they they boost those posts and they'll continue popping up because you keep seeing it they're always at top of mind now right. whether or not that kind of marketing works like billboards and paid ads and stuff if someone's always remembering you can't hurt it, yeah it can't hurt maybe exactly. it just goes back to that yeah, we were thinking about potentially even doing some paid ads ourselves for this podcast. We haven't done any yet. We wanted to wait until we had a little bit more content up there yep. and maybe drive some traffic to it. Um, and I think that that kind of would apply to any business that you'd be yes. doing. I know that there's a lot of business outside of real estate that do mm -hmm. paid ads. Actually, if I can say something too, we have to remind maybe our listeners that realtors are entrepreneurs, we're self-employed, and this is our business we're talking about. And everything we're saying pretty much could apply to any business as yeah. well. Yeah. All right. Maybe not like a mortuary business. I don't know. Maybe even a mortuary business. <laughs> could be. Actually, never mind. I had a friend who was a social Sorry, media manager for one a of funeral? those. Uh, yes, a crematorium, okay. actually. Yes. And she was like, follow us. And I was like, I don't want to. And, and this goes back yeah, to, well, have you have to have presence yeah. on social media now, right? There was a radio ad that went on for a while for this like funeral home. And I'd always hear it and it was like a daughter talking to her mom 
And the mom would be like, oh, Stacy, I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm gone. And Stacy's like, don't worry. We can go to blah, 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 funeral homes. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Hey, it, it was memorable, though. You're, we're talking about don't it right now. Don't remember the name. Okay. <laughs> you know what they need is they need a jingle. That'll oh, stick yeah, in their right? heads. And stick, no. They stick in my head like crazy. But yeah. I don't know how we got off topic here. But this happens a lot, Anya. Um, it's kind of fun. Uh, the other things I have is here, the, the, you already touched on this. And this kind of will go into the how. But before we go there, uh, I want to say that when it comes to why do realtors do it or use it, not all of them do or do it very little. And these would probably be people that have been in the business for a very long time, maybe 50 years in the business. It doesn't make them it doesn't make them an inferior realtor by any means. Your skills at social media don't necessarily always translate to whether or not you can provide good service to your client, good guidance, good advice, if you're well-trained, uh, if you've done a lot of business. So not everyone do does it. You don't have to do it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, we, we know lots of realtors who have been in the business, not 50 years, but have been in a business before social media was a thing and they built their business before that. So this is all you know outside of their comfortability yeah. and they are still successful. Sure. This could be like the modern day flyering. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's it is a modern right? day flyer, right? but there are but there are also like younger agents that just choose not to. I mean, when I say younger, I mean they're like you're right. We were talking about old 10. people before. Yeah, well, fifty years in the business means they're like at least seventy. Yeah, but yeah. even like even like thirty, forty, like people that have only been in the industry for five to ten years make the choice not to use social media yeah. as as. A tool as a pillar I and, guess. and they'll still do just fine sure I know that we're not going to cover this today but it might be smart for some people not to choose social media because it is such an addictive thing for many and then you go down these rabbit holes and hours of productivity are wasted and whatnot yeah. so that could also be a good are you reason staring at John <laughs> well, no, we'll get into that a little bit later <laughs> I'm getting better anyway. Uh, I don't scroll and check my social media until after 6 p.m. unless it's work-related. Um, Interesting. Every, this is a January 1st thing. This, uh, as Jan I do this for three months at the beginning of every year. I do a dry quarter and I really get focused in on a super like, schedule. I and one of his things is always like less social, yeah. less social media for personal, right, for right, enjoyment. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk about how realtors use it. And I love this in both you, Cheryl, and you, Anya. It's coming from value information. Do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, how your mindset is towards social media? My policy ever since I got my license has always been don't be a hypocrite. So <laughs> anything that I would not appreciate if I was a consumer, I do not do. So I personally hate when people knock on my door, which is why I do not like door knocking. I will hide. Okay. <laughs> so You should go knock on the door. I hide sometimes. Sometimes people will come to the door when we're knocking and then I'm like, John, they're hiding. I did the same thing last night. And like, and, it, and that's fine. And some people do well with door knocking and that's great, but it's hard for me to do it knowing that right. like I right. would not appreciate it if someone did it to me. So anyways, same policy for social media. I don't like watching videos that I don't feel are teaching me something or are funny or are going to somewhat improve my day. Right. So I try not to put anything out there that I don't feel is valuable or useful. And it ends up working because no one's going to reach out to me if all I'm posting is this is what I'm doing in my day or look at this condo that I'm 
going and clearly not showing to a client because if I was showing it to a client, I wouldn't be filming the entire thing right. and increasing competition for the client. I'm providing value, teaching people what it is that they should look out for or these are some things that you might not have thought of. It's always about giving them something that will help them and make them, you know. I think that's probably one of the big reasons why you've developed such a following and we'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment. Cheryl? And not to say that some of the people who do it on a much lighter level don't get a following, but it's following for a different reason. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked that you said don't be a hypocrite and that you don't do things that you wouldn't appreciate because that is also why you're going to be better at drawing people towards you who are like you. You're going to work with people that you like, who appreciate the services that you offer, yeah. you know, and it's going to be a different type of person who is drawn to the different type of social media that's being for put sure. out there. Yeah. Um, if I also can weigh in, yeah, I like, can I steal your, don't be a hypocrite? Yeah. Cause I really want to put that it. in my head. I already have that sort Do of it. mindset where I am the same way. I stress about what I post because I don't want to post garbage. Yeah. And if I don't feel like posting, I won't. So there'll be a month goes by and I haven't posted something because I have felt like it isn't authentic and I can't come from contribution. Yeah. Come from con contributions, a big one for us. Um, but also I always say entertain and educate or educate and entertain. Like if yeah. I'm not educating and entertaining, I'm not in it. You say that a lot. Speaking of entertaining, there are agents out there that use social media to entertain. I think that there's a lot that have gotten big followings because of it. The other types of things that agents will do, we talked about tours. Some will feature design. Yep. That's a big one why the general public tunes in. Um, and some, some comedy. You talked about little... I yeah. like the comedy one. It's like, I don't watch social media. I am there, like, broke agent. Sometimes I'll just go to Matt and Eddie's thing and, like, just, like, look through the videos. I'm like... <laughs> right. So, so he's one. Yeah, Matt Leonetti. We'll, we'll t talk about him. He's, he's, he's a funny guy. He's a and, funny guy. And he puts it's the, funny. Some... It's about real estate. I like funny and real estate. But he's become an entertainer. Yeah. And not a realtor. There's also the, the real the other big viral, and you maybe saw this. This was a, a listing on Coxwell, the yes. little yellow house. Did you see the video for that? It might have been oh before you gosh. were licensed. It was little quite a while ago. Oh, uh, this uh, real estate by bike. I, I'm not sure. Okay, I know of, I know who yeah. real estate by bike is because okay, they're at sure, iZone. I'm pretty sure yes. that was him. Yeah. Yes. If, if it wasn't, it was. Well, he did a video to promote this tiny little semi, semi. on Coxwell Kay. that was falling apart, and it went. He made a rap. Oh my god! And, he, <laughs> and it's a good rap. Like it's, it's not just he's like it's catchy. It's not a word salad. It's like he's thinking. I think through. that the funny videos, as long as they still provide something, like I've had, I've had. I mean, I try. I have a very dark or dry and yes. dark sense of humor. I yeah. Mad about you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And it it bodes well because it adds a little bit to each video so it's not just boring information there's something that's a little bit funny about yeah. it and i try to throw stuff like that in or like the snow fort video yeah. Yeah. is like that's fu it's funny yeah. like i watch it and i still laugh yeah. <laughs> it, might, it might just be me but i too, yeah. i watch it and i'm like oh, this is a good one um, can I say, because we haven't covered who Anya is, what she does, what platform. I'm not to get into it yet. I know it's on your list farther down. Yeah. But there, she is speaking right now about a video that helped her to go viral on TikTok. So yeah. we will get to that later. We will, when we do a quick little q &A. And then you should all look it up because you'll laugh as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's talk about the two agents for the most part that, that do it. Uh, we see a lot of, and you described this when we were talking before, um, people that really just want to be influencers yeah. that also have the real estate license. <laughs> yes. So last, I think it was last year or the year before during um, Bosley U, which is like for the newer agents at Bosley, 
they learn, they get to like learn and do a full crash course. And there was um, a comment made, someone was talking about the social, like social media and, and me as an example and how there are agents who are influencers who happen to be realtors and kind of focus on being influencers and they want that life. They want the content creation life. They don't care for selling real estate as much versus real estate agents who happen to be content creators. Like a real estate agent as an influencer versus an influencer who happens to be a real estate agent. Yeah, the social media aspect for the second category, Realtors First, is just one kind of tool in their arsenal for their marketing, for brand awareness, uh, and it's part of their business. And you'll also be able to see that through fluctuations. Like when I get really busy and my first year on on social media and on TikTok, by I think I started posting in like January. And then by the fall, I was so busy that I couldn't post anything because I didn't have time. Yeah. Whereas you see people that are posting two, three, four videos a day. Where do you get the time to do that? Right? You're not real estating. So (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So your focus is not on selling real estate. It's on creating content. But you need to be... Like the whole point is to sell real estate and then create content based on what you've learned while selling real estate. And that's how you help people. Isn't yeah. that funny? And Nicole and Cheryl and I were having a chat about that. And it was you, Nicole, that said, yeah. Yeah. well, people, if they're looking at social proof and our social media, the times when we are absolutely the busiest, they may think that we're not busy agents because right. we're not posting. Well, they haven't posted anything. Maybe they're just like sitting in the back drinking margaritas. No, we are out there. You're eating like, a warm burrito in, in my car. car. And not like good warm. <laughs> not either. a good warm. Yeah. <laughs> Love burritos. Yeah. <laughs> you have to listen to that episode. Yeah, it's a good, she gets a little overwhelmed. It's a good Got it. <laughs> hand snack for a realtor no. on the go, right? No, I usually just forget how to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could forget how to eat. You shouldn't forget to eat. That's not a good thing. But I yes. want to make a comment on something she said. She mentioned Bosley U, so I just want to tell everybody who doesn't know, we are all at the same brokerage. Bosley Real Estate. Let's go to number two, and that is what are the main platforms that realtors use? Uh, Cheryl? Yes. So we talk about this all the time, and we'll go into each platform, but there's Facebook, and Facebook is much more, not only, but much more of a friend-to-friend type of platform. Um, John, (laughs) would you like to speak? You said before when we were going to Yeah, John, you use that mostly. It's because I'm old, okay? Okay. (laughs) Listen, listen. It's it's true. I, I think I picked up on it. John, this is for you because you're old. Yes. <laughs> old people use Thank Facebook. For the people right? that were watching and couldn't see the awkward point. I figured it out. I got yes. it. Sonia. I picked uh, up on it. Listen, me and my mom are, are, are the biggest All of our, I like Facebook too. Okay. Your you're aunt. Too. Yes, yeah. you're old too. Yeah. Your aunt and your mom. Your I'm dad. old and I scroll through Facebook. Okay. okay. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably one of your least used platforms though, would you, would say? you say? No. No? Oh, okay. okay. I use Facebook. Facebook more than Twitter and YouTube. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's well, I would say Facebook is very friend to friend because you have to add a friend, accept a friend, and unless you're fully public, which we, I think we probably all are, is your profile public? I don't know, but my profile, I have a business profile, but but generally Facebook is very difficult to grow an audience outside of who you already have in your network. So it's kind of like LinkedIn in that it's self-promotion within your pre-existing network versus other ones like... Twitter or X or whatever, Instagram, TikTok that are more about growing beyond who's following you and finding people that 
that don't already know you. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Agreed. And just going back to that, I think a lot of agents, when they first got started, I know we did, one of the first things we did was to create that business Facebook account. Yeah. It's a rite of passage. It is. Yeah. That's a, I'm does, a realtor now. It does absolutely nothing, but no. it's a rite of passage. And look at me. I've got a business account. And we, got, we had everyone put their reviews on there at first, and oh, they yeah. were like, please stop, because now all the reviews are about Bitcoin. Like yeah, spam. a lot of spam. <laughs> yeah. A lot of garbage. Yeah. So that's when we pivoted over. We had a ton of reviews on Facebook. Then. Although Facebook Reels, if you post on Instagram and you also post to allow it to post to Facebook Reels, I've had some, I had one video get like 700,000 views on what? Facebook. What? Really? Yeah. Okay. All of our parents and their friends watch that. <laughs> You'll notice all the comments are Doug Paulson, well, Pam Paulson, yeah, Andrea Paulson. Exactly. My last name is Paulson, by yeah. the way. I was saying, like all of our posts, the first people that always like it are your mom and your aunt, yep. your dad and my mom. Like every single time. If there's seven likes, it's mostly it's our It's like family. the new version of my mom thinks I'm cool. She does yeah. think I'm cool every nice. time. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Next after Facebook is Instagram and I often will say this is like your friends plus your sphere and as you said you can grow that yeah. so your friends can tell their friends and they can tell their friends yeah. and because and so it started on. Instagram started with you got you've only got one picture you're allowed to post so there oh, was more days. <laughs> sepia yeah. yes and use oh, all the filters, the filters. Um, but then you were very careful to curate that one photo because you wanted it to be impactful, right? That's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. And that's, I think that that's why um, Instagram's still on um, a much higher level is about the aesthetic, right. right? You get a lot of design stuff on there. Yep. And even real estate posts, like people go on there to do those 10 photos, see how stagers. But outside of that, I think stories actually are, yep. are much more powerful than grid posts because that keeps people up to date with what you're yep. doing now. Yeah. And I've had stories that will actually be pushed on an explore page and end up getting way more views than normal. Mm -hmm. And it's because you're posting something interesting and people are engaging with it and then they push it to other people. But that's a great way to, to keep in touch more frequently. And because it's a story, people don't feel like they're being spammed. Whereas yeah. if you were to post 10 things in your grid, they're gonna mute you. But on your story, if you post 10, 20, I know you guys post like massive, like a long, I try to curate a story. Exactly. Yeah. That follows a storyline. People go through it, and if they want to skip it, they skip it. Yeah. yeah. Stories. You do stories a lot. Yes. We I have got business for stories. Yes, we can 100%. actually track transactions and yep. listings. But so. again, it's like everything else with social media. It lets people know what you're doing. You yep. can work your personal life into it so people feel like they know you. It yeah. can get pushed around. Um, if you're coming from contribution, like people find that valuable, and they'll want yep. to watch it. Yep. Uh, so Facebook Instagram, I'm going to go jump down to LinkedIn next okay. because then LinkedIn is more business to business. And yep. as Anya has already mentioned, it is within the people that you already have added to your friend list, yep. right? So you say, but funny, quick story. When I first got my license and I, I am young as we've all established <laughs> in my friend group, my peers are not in positions to buy or sell and perhaps even lease. Yeah. Um, I went and tried to find business anywhere I could. And because I had a very brief stint in recruiting prior to mm. real estate, I had a billion connections on LinkedIn and I sat there and I cold messaged every single one of my connections yeah. to be like, hi. And I introduced myself and I was like, do you know anyone that might be looking to buy or sell? Did it work? Um, kind of. But right. it got you started. It hey, started the it got me contact. It got yeah. me Never started. Know. Yeah. And then, I mean, from there, like I've kept in touch with some people. It connected me to some developers and uh, there, it, there was some value that came from it. But 
what else was I going to be doing with my time? I yeah. didn't have any business. So yeah. I sat there and I took a week and I messaged everybody individually. That's great. And as we all know, in any business that needs lead generation, it's a numbers game and you were yeah. getting the numbers. And the kind of content you'll see on LinkedIn will be a lot of articles um, yeah. into investors, a lot of B2B um, business contacts that you have. So um, can I go over to YouTube? Sure. Because sure. we started a YouTube channel, Cheryl and I, when we first moved back to Canada after our selling art career on cruise ships. And since we love Toronto so much, we started, and I had a background in production, um, while we were studying for our real estate exams, we started doing little Toronto vlogs. We started a YouTube channel. YouTube channel, JNC Toronto. And I wanted to be infamous. Yeah, I want, yeah, I mean, infamous. famous. But it, it, was, <laughs> it was crazy. It's a little bit more longer videos in most cases. Yeah. We were able to monetize our channel back in the day uh, before they changed a lot of things out. We made a couple of bucks, not a lot, like... A hundred dollars, we got up to a month. Yeah, it bought some Dorito money. Which which equaled about 25 cents an hour for all this editing and posting. (laughs) But it it was fun. So, um, and then we know that there's a lot of agents that use YouTube and do a lot of specific how-to videos, how to find a buyer agent, how to buy in Leslieville. And so, and SEO, if you're searching things and you tag it correctly, they'll come up high and, and who knows, that might lead you to a transaction or two. I would love, I mean, we won't do a platform, a platform, a podcast about this, but how to get traction. Like I would love to have a conversation about SEO and the proper hashtags to use and where to put things to get on the Explorer page or how to post things. I've got it on my list of things to do because I've I've been reached out to by about 25 different SEO people with screenshots of my YouTube posts. And you get that. Yeah. Look at your sister. You want to get on the Explorer page. Oh my God. Anya's face. That was awesome. (laughs) That Uh, was the face I like to make most. (laughs) Let's move it along to a formerly Twitter, now known as X. Um, it's just, you called it, what did you call it? How would you describe Twitter? Twitter is where you go when you want to post it. You want to start a conversation, but the conversations that perform best on Twitter or whatever are disruptive and controversial. Right. So saying something that people, you want, essentially you want people to have big opinions. When people have big opinions, they comment or what, I don't know what it's called on Twitter. They comment and they, they write something and yeah. then someone else For responds threads. and then people get into, yeah, they get into an argument, they get into a discussion, you can pop in there. Bad yeah. your mental health. So there's so, there's so much, oh yeah, there's, uh, yeah. there's so much, there's so much conversation happening and then you can jump in and it's almost like having a dialogue. Whereas the majority of other platforms are, you are providing content and someone is consuming it. Whereas with Twitter or like Reddit, for example, you yeah. can actually yeah. have a dialogue with people. Yeah, we didn't put Reddit here. It's not a real. No, no, I, I know. No, <laughs> I know. I just I know. mean as an example. Exactly. It's very similar. It's the threads. It's the conversation. Exactly. I'm only there for the comments anyway. That's yeah, the yeah. entertainment. Reddit, yeah. But I feel yeah. sometimes depending on how angry and. Really... There Actually, there are some realtors. I'm, I follow like r slash Toronto Real Estate and there are certain realtors that have like their name in their whatever username. And I think they try to farm business on Reddit by commenting and answering people's questions. Okay. I mean, that's... That, that's cool, yeah. I don't know if it works. I don't know if it converts, but... Hmm. I'm sure that there is a type of person that will be drawn to that, that doesn't yeah. want yeah. the in-your-face talking. And uh, I want to make a comment about probably Reddit as well as Twitter X. Um, misinformation, that's where this grows as well. Sure. Because there's nobody checking. Right? People say take opinion People's as opinion. fact. Right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's move on to, I think this is the, the one we've all been the waiting for. The resistance. TikTok. Um, and we're kind of going to turn it over to 
Anya uh, for TikTok. Because she is definitely yeah. the expert. The notes here. that I had here that you're probably going to either agree with or tell me totally wrong that it was initially shorter form, talks about being viral, it's global, big views, et cetera, et cetera. But we're going to actually, if you don't mind, we'll do a bit of a QA and address some of these yep. things. Cheryl, do you want to maybe start with? Uh, sure. Yeah. Anya, you've already mentioned this video, but what was one of your first viral videos? Last year and or two years ago, as we were approaching the peak of the market, end of January 2022, 2021, yeah. we had a massive snow dump. And I remember because I had a, a listing closing that day and my clients were stuck in the driveway because they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't get out. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, so I was, we had taken the dogs out. We came back and started shoveling snow and our neighbor's kid talking about wanting to build a snow fort. Okay. And the, the younger kid or the older kid? The older kid. Okay. The younger kid was too young to be outside. Right. And um, we, and then Brandon and I, my boyfriend looked at each other and we were like, oh my God, we need to make a funny video about this. And, and after we had finished shoveling and they, like they went inside, Brandon and I built a snow fort and we're like, let's, let's poke fun at how insane the Toronto market is right now. And essentially I stood there and I try I pretended to sell this snow fort and I was like, I don't know, eight hundred and fifty thousand offers are next week. <laughs> and I like literally like hands in pockets because it was so cold, like side plop into the snow fort and like shimmy myself in. And that I mean, I I knew it was funny and I knew it would go somewhere, but by like the time I went to bed it was at like three hundred thousand views and that was like quite high for what I had been getting by that point. Wow. And then I woke up the next morning. 700,000 and it just kept climbing and it was on TV, radio, like newspapers, blog TO, like it was everywhere. People were messaging me, you made my family group chat, like wow. <laughs> it made it to Winnipeg's version of Six Buzz and people in Winnipeg, like Brandon's friends, because he's from Winnipeg, were like, is this your girlfriend? <laughs> like it was everywhere. I remember it. I, I remember hearing about it. My favorite part like, of oh. it is that your hands, hands are in, in the pocket. pocket. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we spoke a little bit before yesterday or the day before when you were here about other viral videos that you've had. Can you tell us a little bit about a couple of others that you've had? Yes. So that was when TikTok did very well with very short videos. But now I've noticed that best performing videos are slightly longer, say two to four or five minutes. Um, and more stories and kind of crazy stories. So I had a situation where my clients um, were closing on a house they purchased and there was an, an electric fireplace, but it was a nice, like it had a whole frame. And it, anyways, we went to our final buyer visit and it was gone. And we were like, where's the fireplace? Initially, I thought it was my mistake and I maybe forgot to put it in the agreement of purchase and sale, but yeah. sure enough, I did. And I reached out to the agent who was like, well, it's not attached to the wall. So they <laughs> took it. And I was like, yeah, that's actually not how this works because it's in the <laughs> it's offer. In, it's in the offer, yeah. Mind you, this was a broker As record. Inclusions. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What does that mean, though? Depends. What it means is they should know. Should yes. know, yeah. yes. Anyways, and then <laughs> there was a lot of back and forth. And I told that story and that got like three and a half million views. Wow. These things happen. We had someone take the shower rain, unscrew the rain shower People heads off and take them off. Yeah. But anyway. I wanted to follow up on your most recent viral video. Um, I 
found a Facebook um, marketplace rental. Sorry, let me just say my guilty pleasure is looking at rentals on Facebook marketplace <laughs> uh, because they're wild and not just rentals, but also just general posts because I've seen some pretty like wild stuff. Anyways, I found one that was, um, someone was renting out the other half of their queen sized bed um, for like 800 bucks a month. And they were asking for like a deposit that was much more than first and last month's rent. And pretty much the entire description was like, I'm like, I previously had this arrangement. I'm looking for someone to like rent the other half of my queen sized bed. There's only one bed. It's like a shared bed. <laughs> Very Not a clear. shared room. No, no, <laughs> shared bed. And I oh had so God. many questions. Yeah. And of course I took to TikTok to share my many questions and my <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. One of which being, why not just get two twin beds right. <laughs> or a bunk bed or even a king size yeah. bed so you can put a barrier, like a queen. A pillow barrier, yeah. I wouldn't want to be in a queen with Brandon. That's too <laughs> close. I need my space. <laughs> Let alone with a roommate. Like what? Anyways. That you don't know? Exactly. A, roommate, a stranger roommate from the Facebook? And that, that went, it's funny because that didn't go viral on TikTok in the sense that it got like over a million views. I think it was at 650 maybe. Yeah. Um, but it went everywhere. It went global. I had clients sending me clips from Polish news. I I did an interview with Business Insider. Like it went everywhere. Wow. <laughs> it was a weird one. <laughs> and basically because news stations are probably trying to pick up on the how expensive it is to live in Toronto. And they it, this is a bit on the misinformation side because that's not necessarily normal. I mean, obviously, our, we know rents are very expensive, but you're not going to find a lot of half beds for rent. No, no I have since not found one. They're <laughs> <laughs> scared to do it now. I'm like, don't put the marketplace on his trolling. And we know it's her guilty pleasure, so she would have seen it if it was there. I would have, yeah. That is a good thing. That's for sure. Um, you want yeah, to say something? Yeah, so I just want to say what brought you to TikTok? Um, my boyfriend. Oh, okay. Aww. I was... <laughs> He was very quick to hop on the TikTok train, like late 2019 was okay. on TikTok. Um, and I refused to get on it for the longest time. Um, and I was one of those people that would like watch TikTok videos that were reposted to Instagram and I would follow oh, to that those rabbit hole. Like, yeah. Gosh, oh. They are so old. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally he was like, listen, like you need, I was still, I don't know. I wasn't generating a lot of business on my own for the same thing I mentioned earlier. And he was like, I, I really think that this is something you need to do. I think it's a good way for you to grow your business. Yeah. I said, fine. So he helped me for a really long time with content planning, coming up with ideas, filming, and we just did it. I would post two to three videos a day, like hammering so much out until I, until I grew. And I want to say I started in January. And then by May, I had... Um, written my first buyer deal that came from TikTok. Oh, wow. Was that 2021 or 2021? 2021. 21, yeah. That's great. So you can see that there has been I have a very clear, yeah. that have come from it. That's What a amazing. great boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I paid him. So okay. it's fine. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> now, this, this next question we have for you, it, um, it's not just about TikTok. How many followers you have on TikTok also then how that translates, because you do use Instagram at a fairly high level as well. How many followers on Instagram and um, 
what did you, what's these notes mean? Yeah. So <laughs> this, when, when we sat down before we talked, you said that, you know, followers don't necessarily mean that much. Yep. You have a lot of followers, mm -hmm. but it's not kind of the be all end all because some people pay for their followers. Right? Okay. Yeah. So you can talk about that. Too. Yeah. So I've, I've 49,000 followers on TikTok. Um, I mean, it's great. Like it, the, the good thing about having that many followers is the baseline that you start with is a decent reach. And if enough people engage, then TikTok pushes it to other people's right. pages. Okay. So TikTok, a lot of your views are not coming from your followers, but your for you page. But if you don't have a lot of followers, then you're not going to get as much of a push. Yeah. So it, it helps in the sense that it gets me to more people that haven't seen me before or don't know who I am. Um, but it does mean something. I mean, back like er, in early TikTok days, it was much easier, easier to go viral and to gain followers and engagement from videos. Whereas now you really have to work for it. Okay. So previously I would get, you know, a video with 1.9 million views and I'd get 250,000 likes and 60,000 comments. Now the same amount of views will yield to far fewer likes, far fewer comments. Okay. People aren't engaging as much. Yeah, algorithm based. Do you Interesting. Think? It is. And they, the, 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 <sighs> Main purpose of TikTok has changed a lot as they've started pushing more long-form content and storytelling versus short viral clips. Right. So it, it has made a difference. And I mean, Instagram, on the other hand, is has been for a long time much harder to gain an audience on and grow followers. So I can have a video that does extremely well on Instagram or on Reels that will get me maybe 10, 20, 30 new followers. Whereas when I've been reposted on Six Buzz or, you know, news articles or you don't like Six Buzz? I don't know what it is. It's like, <laughs> it's like golf to you. It's like golf to you. Uh, Nicole, you're awfully quiet over here, right? We're going to loop you in after. Like, oh my God, I, need to, I should be making notes about like things I need to research after this podcast. Watch, watch the video many times. Yeah, I know you yes. will anyway, so, okay. But when but I, when I get it. reposted by pages that have a lot of followers, like Narcity, for example, reposted yeah. me at one point and, yeah. and I got thousands of fault. Like That's I got like probably close right. to a thousand from that. On Instagram? Yes. Okay. So that makes a difference. And on Instagram, because a lot of your, um, it's a lot more focused on pushing to your followers versus outside. Then the more followers you have are important, but it's very easy to see engagement. So when you see someone with 15,000 followers and two comments on yeah. each of their posts, yeah pretty clear that they bought their followers. Right, mm. right. And so, and half of them, you were mentioning that- When you started. When, when, well, yeah, I'm not sure if you want to share that. Sure. Yeah, go for it. Just when I, when I started, followers. I thought, you know, help show that I'm a little bit more credible and I bought like, I don't know, 5,000 followers. Yeah. Someone and recommended that you do that, right? Yes. Okay. And then, and then with time, even like six months, it started, that number started drastically falling because all of these- followers are just bots like you're yeah. paying for for bots to follow you they're not real people they're not like not, it's not like you're paying to get more reach to be followed by real people you're paying to be followed by fake accounts yeah and instagram shuts those accounts down after a while so even though i paid for five thousand, that number very quickly dwindled down to nothing i mean mind you like that was dropping while i was growing so okay. it, and i never ended up at like zero, right. but I, I would watch how, how many followers I was losing because all of those accounts were being Very interesting. Down. So you would say it was a waste of money. 
I mean, it was like ten bucks. <laughs> but yes, I would. That was one of my questions. What did it cost? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a lot, but I I do think that it's a waste. I don't okay. think there's any benefit to doing you that. You could have bought burritos with that ten bucks. I could have. <laughs> well, not with not no, with no. today's one burrito, burrito yeah. prices. Well, you could have bought the frozen burritos from Lava's potentially, or no frills, but not a proper like. I could have gotten like two bastards. tacos. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> two tacos, some Gus tacos. Can I ask you what doors have TikTok open for you? Many. Yeah. Um, I mean, a brokerage change. Yeah. Connections I made on TikTok brought me to Bosley, and that was a, a great decision for me. I've, I'm, I've been there two and a half years, and I'm very happy. But also, I've been on the like I've been interviewed on the news a couple of times. I've done like features in, you know, the Toronto Star, yeah. and I like I've been. It's given me a lot of more traditional media exposure that I would not have gotten had I not had that. You were also invited on the real estate podcast.ca. Don't forget. <laughs> I was. Invited and accepted. And oh, thank you. I was. I also, I also did a paid post um, earlier this year, which I can tell you guys after. We're not recording how much okay. I got paid for that. But, okay. Right. Um, so it's bringing in money for you. Well, well it's just one. But, but anyways, that, that could, if happens. you wanted yeah. to. I could continue down yeah. that avenue. But also, I mean, meeting new people clients new clients it's opened a huge door with Amazing. that and even like speaking at you know conferences and being invited to go on like other podcasts and stuff it's definitely helped me with my overall exposure great we don't like talking about other podcasts on this podcast. <laughs> i no, didn't name do. anything we, we can come on dossier like, yeah, you want to <laughs> <laughs> go with the next one show um we spoke a little bit about this the other day when we were doing a run through with you, but what type of clients do you find are drawn to you on TikTok? What I really love about making, generating business this way is that people that watch my videos are reaching out to me after they've gotten an idea of my personality. And I'm, there are a lot of agents that put up a front on, on social media and do not portray their real personality, but I, anyone who's met me knows that I'm exactly as I am on social media. And so people that reach out to me are people that I already would get to, you know, get along with. And the majority of my clients I'm still in touch with and I love, and I would hang out with anytime if they wanted to, you know, hang out. Like yeah. they're all people that I, I feel very connected to because they already knew that they would like my personality. So that's been huge. But I mean, I'm sure age demographic is a question that no one has asked yet, but is thinking about because I'm sure Nicole is assuming that TikTok is for children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> what do you think, Nicole? I, I don't know. Why don't would you tell you, me about that? Would you make an assumption that, because you have a friend who's on TikTok as yes. well, that her or Anya, the majority of the people that are coming through are younger people? Previously, I would have because I feel like I'm too old for TikTok. But I do know from my other friend that does some TikToking that uh, she said, you'd be surprised. She has a lot of professional, yep. older, mature people reaching out to her and just yep. use it as a vehicle to find other women entrepreneurs and then sort of bond that way. And so talk about the I've Well, I've had so many people say like, why do you waste your time? That's for kids. And even like within our brokerage, like I, I did a seminar talking about social media and the number one thing that people were saying that were attending the seminar was, well, that's for kids. Like uh -huh. only kids are on TikTok. And I was like, no, you'd be surprised. I've had, I've had, I mean, I would say the vast majority of the, like the biggest demographic I get from social media are 
first-time buyers or um, upsizers, people that are selling their first condo, like their first purchase and buying their first house. Those are great people to have for someone in the what place you are in your exactly, career. Because yeah. these will obviously continue to grow. And many of them are, are, you know, in similar points in their careers as I would be and similar life points, perhaps considering having kids at some point in the future, but mm-hmm. not quite at the point that they're having kids, even though I've had, like, I've had a whole range from people that are, you know, my age to people that are my parents' age or older than my parents. Yeah. So not just for kids. I think the agents at our brokerage that said that to you are very fixed mindset. But not only that, I think that there's just, that's just an assumption and people are like vastly uneducated on what the age demographics are. And I've, I've pulled up my, my uh, demographics and showed it to them. And I would say, I think if I remember correctly, I've got something like 45% are 25 to 35 and 30 percent are 35 to 45 or 50. Mm-hmm. yeah i would say though any social media it's the same as why we as business owners use it there's going to be one person who uses it just to mindlessly scroll or for fun and there's going to be one person who actually uses it to find business partners or to research what they're looking into or whatnot yeah. so yeah. That's wanting actually, value from it that's a good segue to the next actually um if you do track your numbers uh last year 2023 how many clients uh, can you attribute to tiktok i don't know the number but it was about 35% okay. were first time from TikTok. Okay. But then I had I had the remainder repeat. were repeat and referral. Right. And some of them were also people that were from TikTok referring me business or repeat business. Um, but in 2022 was just under 80% new business from, from, from TikTok. TikTok. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I want to go back to something you said about people knowing your personality. And I think that we can all say that personality matches are a realtor's dream. Like you yes. want to work with people yes. that you like and that you want to continue to be friends with and build rapport with. So you have almost hit like a magical nail on the head there. At least they know who you are yeah. beforehand kind of. And they yeah. feel like they know you. That's a very personal thing, isn't and it? It is. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to say it so eloquently or I don't even know if I thought it, but it's why I do Insta stories and why we do this podcast is because we want to attract like-minded people. We want people who choose to work with us to already know us and mm-hmm. hopefully be someone we all like as well. Yeah, and it takes out it takes out a lot of selling yourself when you meet someone mm-hmm. because you've already sold yourself. Yeah, the rapport right? is kind of already yeah. there. Yeah. Cheryl mentioned something about people just scrolling on TikTok. So let's talk about that. And you you briefly touched on it as well. Managing your time on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like I personally, I don't have TikTok because I know it, 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 I have a very addictive personality and I've been able to waste hours just on reels. Like next thing you know, it's two and a half hours later. I'm like, I've done absolutely nothing. It's uh, I've been sitting here since 6 p.m. Uh, not watching a hockey game because I'm too engrossed. And, and we, we know clients and friends that are also very addicted to TikTok. How do you manage the work side of things without getting into the scroll side of things? I get bored. Yeah. You get bored of social media. Yeah. I've got like maybe a 20 to 30 minute max window at a time where I just get bored and I need to do something else. Because social media then, the way that you use it for business isn't for everyone. So if there, it, John, I don't know if you'd be able to build a business as well as Anya because you would go down rabbit holes more often where you're almost a perfect personality who gets bored with it from a, an entertainment perspective for yourself. 
Yes, but that's also somewhat learned. I mean, I used to get very fixated on comments people would leave, people uh, being mean, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it, it took a lot of time to be able to just brush it off and that's say, cool. well, this person has nothing better to do than to be mean to someone that they've never met. So yeah. sucks to be them. Good yeah. for you. Right. What a great mindset to have. Yeah. And that's something we didn't talk about at all yet is when you're putting yourself out there on social media, you're putting yourself out there for trolls and for negativity. And we will and, talk about that yeah. in our and last And not segment. only that, but when you put yourself out there to that degree and because like I have I have that many followers but they're very very heavily concentrated within Toronto there are people that will recognize me yeah. and people that dislike me and one time I was driving Brandon's car and thankfully not my car but someone recognized me and Keith, I was doing showings in Fort York, someone keyed the car. Oh, Did not no. key any other car oh, no. in the row, exclusively that car. Oh my god. That's terrible. It Humans happens. suck sometimes. Humans yeah. do suck. Why is it thankful yeah. it was Brandon's car? Because then she didn't have to deal with because it. Because he... <laughs> his, he's essentially... Brandon's <clears throat> voice on this flight now. It's yeah. He's essentially driving a car that he's waiting to drive into the uh, ground. It's at 400,000 kilometers. Oh, uh, okay. That makes okay, sense. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. Whereas... She's not just like, haha, it wasn't like my was car. Brandon's it was his car. No, yeah. it's... Yeah. It would have been like he has never cared to get it fixed because it's... He's driving this car until it stops working. Can... Before you go on to the next question, Mr. Finger. Yes. Um, can I just... Apart from what we're asking Anya, how many hours a day do you think that you spend on Instagram personally or social media, not Instagram? Uh, from January, March, April or the rest of the year? No, in general, could you say like I spend... Probably like, a couple hours on social media. What would you say? A couple hours a day. A day? Yeah. I'd say a couple hours a week. A week. Wow. Okay. Cheryl spends a lot of time, but it's work related. She's I, on there. Because I view, and I don't know if you feel the same way, because I view it as work, I have a hard time going on it for pleasure. Um, somewhat on Instagram, but TikTok, I, I really like, <laughs> I, I really enjoy my, my TikTok feed is very much, um, made up of clips from podcasts, usually podcasts done by comedians and stand up comedy. That's yeah. like the, nice. the bulk of my feed. So mm. then I, very positive. I can, that's fun. Most times. Yeah. So I'll just, or like dog videos. Of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's all my feed for Instagram, <laughs> but, for everything. Dog but videos. because I understand how the algorithm works, I curate the algorithm to work for me. So I, I purposely and intentionally engage with videos that I want more wow. of yeah. so that I have built my feed. So, and, and this is because I like to be able to listen to it and then put my phone down and do something while I'm listening oh. to it. Okay. Like if I'm brushing my teeth, I want to be listening to like a stand up or like a, you know, so I've built it to get to that point And that's why it's like the feed is good. So how many hours a day would you say you spend on social media for pleasure? No, no more than an hour and a half. Okay. okay. I'm sorry, um, did you answer how many hours a day? I'd say barely, like hours at all. I think I'm more like you, like hours a week. Mm. Right. She's yeah. not. Uh, I'm on it to check messages. I engage with my friends and family and our clients a lot on social media. I use Instagram, Instagram and Facebook yeah. more for the messenger aspect of it than the scrolling. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about engagement. Can you share the most unusual interaction that you've had on TikTok? I don't know. I, like I'll get, I get super weird messages all the time, but I just delete them. Delete them. Like, like Bradley Cooper hasn't reached out or anything. No. Okay. <laughs> I've had, I had a couple of like pretty large, like big influencers reach out asking for help with, like, oh. you know, um, purchases or whatnot. Wow. Um, but outside of that, I don't know, like getting comments from some bigger brands, brands that I like, 
a chef's plate sent me a box once. Nice. But if you mean like weird interactions, I remember one time, and this was this was probably not that long after the snow fort video. I was like, there's a cocoa bubble tea at the top of my street. Yeah. And um, I, Brandon and I are bubble tea fanatics. And so one time I went to get us bubble tea and I was like, I don't know, like bike shorts and like a sweater. My hair was a mess. And I just like hobbled over to like Coco to get bubble tea thinking I'm not going to see anyone I know. And, and I walk in and this guy is like staring at me. And I went like, huh. Weirdo. And he kept staring and he goes, are you that realtor? <laughs> and I was like, what? He was like, the one, the one from TikTok. And I was like, yeah, that would be me. And he was like, oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I thought he was going to like ask for your Yeah, it's positive. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I've had, I've had a couple of people like stop and be like, wait, are you that, are you that one with the, the snow fort? And no. I was like that, yeah, that, that is indeed me. Nice. Would you consider yourself a TikTok influencer? No. You're just a realtor that uses TikTok. Yeah. Not just a realtor, an excellent realtor that uses TikTok and social media. It's funny because I am still a little bit weirded out by the fact that people that I don't know, know me. And I went to, I was at Treb for Tressa training. And as I was leaving, this person stopped me and they were like, oh my God, I love you. And then, and then she turns around to this person that was standing next to her and she's like, do you know who this is? It's just, it's, it's a strange It's a strange uh, feeling. Yeah. yeah. And then our final thing we can or can't cover. You mentioned that um, when we chatted that people reached out to you to do a TikTok video for them on their listing. They've listed with another agent and they reach out and say, hey, wh- what, what do Frequently, you have to say about that? Yeah. People will message me and be like, like they'll send me a link to the realtor.ca <laughs> listing. Love that when people yeah. do that. And they'll be like, Hey, I have this, like, this is my, I'm selling my condo. I like, if you'd like to come do a video of it, like, I'd love that. Now (laughs) I have an easy cop out because I don't do video tours. So I'm like, no, so that's just not my, that's not my thing. Like I don't do that, but it is irritating because. Why don't you ask your realtor? Why don't you ask your realtor? Or if you want my social media reach, hire me. (laughs) And if you don't want to, that's fine. You don't need to, but then don't turn around and ask me to do you a favor and share my audience with you when you didn't even consider me. Right. Totally. That was interesting. I found that tidbit uh, interesting when we said it happens. It happens quite frequently. I can imagine. I think that sometimes it's because the general public doesn't understand real estate well enough. It's yes. Real estate's confusing and they don't know that like inside we're like, <laughs> yeah, or like the messages where they're like, "Hey, this is like I'm selling my house. If you have anyone, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, I actually have the MLS, yeah. and, I, and I saw it yesterday." How many yeah. times do we say that? Yes. I, I have MLS. Yes. I, I know. I it. If I have a buyer, well, tour your property. I would have been there already. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your insights. That was insightful, I know, for Nicole. Yes. Answering our very hard-hitting questions. Yeah. That's great. Um, So let's move (laughs) over to general public perception. Uh, We talked about smoke and mirrors. Now, I think social media in general, whether or not it's for real estate or not, a lot of times what you put out there is not necessarily 
what you are truly feeling, who you exactly are. It's smoke and mirrors. How many times have you seen somebody posting, oh, I'm having the best time and this is my life is so great. And then you may have a, 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 a private. Actually, they're a private, actually crying in the exactly, corner. Exactly. Yeah. A private conversation with them a week later and they're like, oh my God, my life is terrible. And, we curate yeah. what we put out there. Yeah. So we Just the, the general public does, yes. right? Yes. The highlights reel, right? Yeah. That's what they say. Don't compare your life to the highlights reel of someone else's life. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's a good and quote for the quote board. Thank that's you. a great one for, for the quote things about social media <laughs> so i think one of the biggest smoke and mirrors or, or public misconceptions is when it comes to tours walk through tours yeah. and we just had a bulletin be sent out by our real estate council of ontario talking about if it's done how it should be done properly because and of this misconception. because of this misconception so yeah. people walking through this beautiful home doing a tour putting on tiktok instagram everywhere like that and the general conception is from the public is that it's that realtors listing yeah that's many cases and sometimes most cases not the case, right? Yeah. And I've talked about this many times where we've done something of, we don't do tours. I do more like funny walkthroughs and yeah. I point out learning moments. Yeah. Yes. But there's been many times at the end where I'll say list price, I'll say how many offers and what it's sold for. And all through the videos, I will mention that we have a buyer or we're just going to check this out. This is not our listing. And by the time I post that sale price, the amount of people that say congratulations on your well sale, done. Like, yeah. it's not mine. <laughs> so even if you're actually saying this isn't my listing, people make an assumption. So yeah. it's now, again, goes back to maybe people not understanding And it's now required by RICO. It was, it was required by all the different real estate boards, like Treb, for example, but it's now required by RICO that you get, ask permission from the seller, from the listing agent, and also give credit uh, on yeah. any of these posts. So yeah. you, you yeah. hopefully should see this happening more often for these tours. But I, I think even if the agent were to do that with the tour, people watching may still think that it's their, yep. their listing. So another one that we saw um, a couple of years back is uh, there was an agent who posted uh, a post about a professional athlete and just said, I uh, wanted to congratulate this professional athlete for me finding their next home and the amount of people go, go ahead, Cheryl. That realtor though, that was what they were trying to do um, was to give a perception so right. you're going to say the amount of people who thought, who thought it was a purchase, a multi, multi-million dollar purchase. And this is a very well-known athlete in Toronto. And this, though, is about the smoke and mirrors. Like we're using and also posting the highlight reels, right? It was a lease. It yeah. was a lease. and But you use the information the way that you want to present it, right? Smoke and mirror. And can it's I, funny. Can I, can I yes. add something? Yes, you can. I mean, I first of all, I think it's wildly unprofessional to take a photo with your client who happens to be famous and post it and be like, look at what I've done. Right. But it was so unprofessional to the point that that athlete ended up purchasing in the greater Toronto area and did not use that agent uh, okay. again. Okay, that's interesting. an interesting, yes. yeah. uh, that's an inside <clears throat> right. information. Inside yeah. information. Well, Nicole, you had a client reach out to you about that I post. had, I, and like... Because I'm not so much on the social media as you may or may not know. That's also why she calls it the, the Facebook. The yeah, Facebook. I hadn't realized this, but I actually, like, you know, apropos of nothing, would be at showings and my clients would be like, hey, do you know that famous realtor that's helping those, like, famous people buy houses by name and name this yeah. person? We found that interesting because we have helped numerous Toronto Blue Jays over the last three or four years. And uh, we've never but posted about it. The point I wanted to make is that you actually don't end up dealing with the athlete or the professional or yeah. celebrity right. as much. Like we deal with the manager, the wives. Uh, yes. The whatever. financial planners. The financial yeah, planners. Yeah. yeah. You meet those people, but sometimes it's just for a split second. Yeah. So. The athletes themselves. Yeah. So. That's, and so. you don't ask them for a photo. Do you think that people choose an agent because of what they post on you? Um, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I think some people do and some people will, um, it will be a deciding factor. If yeah. they're considering multiple yeah. agents, they'll look and see what kind of stuff they're posting. Yeah. But I mean, for me, because it's my lead generation source, then it does matter a lot more than someone who perhaps is just using it as, you know, just to have it so that when they're interviewing clients and the client goes and looks at their social media, they have stuff there, but it's not, it's not the defining factor. Yeah. It's not a focus for Yeah, them. exactly. Right, yeah. right. And there are agents out there that are purely look at me, the peacocks, we call yeah. them. Um, and realtors have, in my opinion, a, a bad perception in the general public. And I like to say that there are Terrible realtors perception. out there that put the douchey in fiduciary duty, right? Because <laughs> we have a fiduciary duty. I, I like that because... I think that's a hilarious Thank line. you. You can use that anytime <laughs> I you want. I giggled Because, so those, oh my gosh. Those it's, look at me realtors perpetuate yeah. and they like, support well, the, that whole idea that we're... Yeah, we get a bad enough rap. And the problem that. is that then I have to hear about it in my comments, people being like real... There's one person that consistently will either be like reported and have to make a new account real a waste agents that's and i'm like is that the best that Ugh. you can come up with real a waste yeah but yeah. i i deal with this in my real comments a waste of time his time or her time no but just like what i and every time i'm like ha oh, is this the best you can do <laughs> <laughs> if you have all this time come up with a better dig at me please yeah i invite it <laughs> Our fourth section where we're going to wrap things up is the impact on the real estate industry. Um, first of all, it's become an industry in its own right, social media. Yeah. It takes a heck of a lot of time for realtors yeah. to do that. So how many hours do you think you spend a week on you working on social media? Not looking, but actually creating. creating. Posting. Creating is one thing, but then posting, Postings, yeah. marketing, all mm -hmm. that. I'm super efficient, so not a lot. Okay, like good for I, you. I sit there and I, I mean, if you've watched my videos, I'm frequently just like sitting in my car or on my couch. Like I don't have a setup a and I don't production. get myself. Yeah, but this is yeah. for a long piece of content. Sure. Whereas that's just like a quick, like I just tell a story. So it'll take me maybe 15, 20 minutes to film one to two videos, depending on how far down the rabbit hole I fall when I start talking. Yeah. Um, and then maybe five to 10 minutes to edit, write captions, and then either draft it or post it. Cool. So I'm not really spending all that much time now. I used to spend a lot more when I was putting out two, three videos a right. day, but yeah. now I'm more realistically putting out five videos a week. Okay. So I'll film Still most of them in one day. Yeah, it yeah. is, but I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm spending more than like three to four hours a week on it. A week, okay. <laughs> Cheryl, I know, you? And I think I'm, I'm too hard. You'll get, you'll get used hard to it. I'm too hard on myself. If I don't feel like it or if it doesn't feel right or I can't curate that story because I'm not just doing one post. I'm usually doing yes. slides, Yes, you do a lot right? of planning. Yeah, so the, that is what takes me so long is the planning. And I'm very busy with other things. So having the mental state for planning yeah. as well. Um, I Ask me, ask me again. Very different personalities. Yeah. yeah. Ask me again when I start doing long form content. Okay. It'll be yeah. a very different conversation. Yeah. We'll, we'll sure. have you back next year or who now that I've gotten on. my own fancy mics. That's right. I gotta get that back in. Yeah. I did an Instagram no, I, story. Oh, you missed it. I yeah. bought my own. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she, she came did. in with her own. Yeah. I, I completed an Instagram story yesterday and it was only about eight or nine slides. It was less than five minutes long. It took me three days. Like wow. I, an hour and a half each day trying to film, trying to put it together, realizing it didn't work, giving my head a shake, going, okay, I'll shower tomorrow because I try to make sure my hair is not dirty <laughs> or I put a hat on, which is why I'm wearing a hat in one of those videos. Of course. Um, okay. So yeah, it takes me many, many hours for not nearly as much content. Would you say that uh, the 
content that's out there is starting to look all the same because we talked about the impact on the real estate industry. There are people that don't have time, so they'll hire VAs, social media companies, and it just seems like it's all the same, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of them hire the same company. And when it's not you that's doing it, then it's all general fluff. And it's much harder to have very in-depth content written by someone who's not actually in the industry. Mm-hmm. So it, it does like, you know, if I have someone do my content planning, they'll give me an idea. And from the idea, I'll expand on it. Whereas if you're having someone post the content for you, they're drafting whatever it is that they think, but yeah. they don't know because mm-hmm. they're not in it. Totally. Yeah. You lose your voice. Yeah. Right? And that's why people are drawn to some agents and following them in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think you and I had a small conversation once too about not wanting to hand over any of that because it loses our personality. Yeah. And, no, thank yeah. you. I don't want to be the same as everyone else. <laughs> that's right. Be different. <laughs> so we talked about the impact on the real estate industry. I want to talk about the impact on realtors themselves because we've seen a lot of this happening in recent years tone-deaf posts and content and realtors getting canceled. There was one that created a lot of buzz in the news recently, Mm -hmm. a couple that posted something that... Ended up getting them fired from their brokerage. Yeah, let go. Um, And they were pretty high up within that brokerage. Yes, they were. Yeah. You know, people don't realize when you're putting it out there, it's going to be, you know, absorbed and taken however it's going to be taken. I don't know if you guys uh, remember this, but there was an agent uh, pretty early on when the conflict broke out in uh, Israel and Palestine that made a joke about the rubble. The rubble. And I actually, and I, that really ticked me off and I took it to my social media and I, I, that was probably amongst the most engagement I've received. Outrage. People, there were petitions signed. I believe that Rico's investigating oh, now. Wow. Yeah. They were fired from the brokerage and they were broker of record. Yes, oh, wow. I remember that. Yeah. And it was, that was extremely tone deaf. And this agent actually um, followed me and saw that I posted that Uh-oh. and and deleted their account temporarily Uh-oh. and then rebooted it and now still follows me. A, a huge thing when you are on social media is that you need to be very careful yeah. what you're saying. Totally. Because A, it can be misconstrued as advice. Mm-hmm. and like expert advice and wow. people will take it. But also they don't understand that you're sharing your thoughts and your opinions, yeah. but that's not, that's not a fact. Yeah. So if I say, oh my gosh, you know, it, while we're in the midst of the peak of the market, like it doesn't look like things are going to cool down anytime soon. Like what, what could possibly bring an end to this? And then interest rates start changing and then the market starts slowing down. But at that point, you don't know that that's something that's mm-hmm. going to happen. Like this was before there was even a talk of the, the rate hikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need to be so careful in what you're saying because it can really turn around and bite you. You, you got to have a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Like, and we also just your language. Like we talk yeah. about this all the time, even when you're discussing real estate in person with any of your clients or potential clients, you have to be careful of your language because you can't say things as facts. You have to make sure it's opinion. You have to use more vague, I guess, and don't say absolutes because you don't know. We don't have a crystal But even ball. the disclaimer saves you legally. Yeah. But it doesn't yeah. save you from people no. taking that and spinning that opinion and mm-hmm. ripping you to shreds. And they, yeah. you will, they've been attacked verbally, physically, and, and yeah. there's been... Yeah. And you know what? If you're going to put your political and socioeconomic views out there, expect that they're not going to vibe with... Or know know your audience and know who it is that's watching you. And be careful. But there's some agents out there that just want to go for the reaction. You know, infamy for them is as good as fame. Mm -hmm. Not my cup of tea or our cup of tea, I would imagine. So. 
finally, I want to talk about mental health because, and it's just not for realtors, for, for everyone. You know, we have uh, teenage uh, nieces and nephew, and I can imagine, I can't, we didn't grow up with social media. You kind of did. It can be terrible to see, well, just as agents, to see what all these other agents are putting out there. It might be smoke and mirrors. And like, we oh know my, it's smoke and yeah. mirrors. Oh my God, they just got this listing. They've got a beautiful staging. They seem to be so busy. Mm-hmm. And you look at that and turn that back on yourself and like, why am I not good enough? Yeah. And even I, and probably you too as well, Nicole, who don't look at a lot of social media, I get the like, ugh, when you're going through, yeah, other people's posts. But I don't even know that that's exclusively social media. That's also just like seeing the same name on listings pop up or like, or every time like I look at uh, the updates, I always scroll to see like who was the co-op brokerage and who was the listing brokerage. I do that too. Yeah. yeah. See and, who's doing deals. And exactly. So that that can always be, you know, like, oh, but then you notice the name once, but then you go on and you do four deals, but you remember that you saw that name one time and then you're like, oh. yeah. Yeah. But that's actually factual though. Those are real deals. Like when you're looking on social media, yes. it might not be real. And yes. even though you know that, you feel like you're not doing enough, your marketing doesn't look as good, your branding doesn't look as good, you're not posting as often as you should, you know, like it's constant and you're that's also why it's good to take a break because you know that it's the highlight reel that's it's right. smoke and mirrors and it does affect your mental take health take a break look at the mirror every morning and just say i'm good enough i'm smart enough and gosh darn it people like me all right Stuart, that'll totally. help you john's been doing a lot of reading in this dry corner <laughs> <laughs> i think you and i are the only one that Stuart's, got that yeah, it's it yeah. and a saturday night live character yeah. um Way so that that kind of covers everything that we were going to. I'd like to finish up with some takeaways. Number one, realtors spend a lot of time on social media, both consuming and creating more and more. Uh, I would say that realtors may spend more than the average of uh, two and a half hours a day. Would you guys probably agree? It's a profession, yes. Like, yeah. It's probably more than the crematorium, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl, what, what do you always say right there? Um, Cheryl always says, choose your path, platform, and find your voice. These are my notes. She doesn't actually say it like that. But. <laughs> but I do say, you know, what you focus on expands. So choose whatever works for you because going back to the just doing it to have it, there's no personality there. And you're not going to necessarily love what you're doing and therefore not post well. It's where, not but it's also just like what, like whatever works for you yeah. works for you. Some Absolutely. people totally. do well with door knocking. Some people do well with cold calling. Some people do well with farming within a community or like their gym. Yeah. Some people do well with like writing and doing blogs or doing vlogs like everyone has their own thing that works well for them and if it works for you you should keep doing it but you shouldn't get on social media just because everyone else is doing it yeah for sure uh we talked about it a lot of it being smoke and mirrors i would just say for the general public take everything with a grain of salt when you're when you're looking at uh, at at all the different posts uh we just covered that it can help or Hurt a realtor. Mm-hmm. And I made a note here to say that it can help or hurt, and we can apply this to any business. Yeah. So you have to be careful yeah. when you're Always. posting out there, putting yourself out there. Yeah. Uh, two kinds of agents that we've seen, the influencer wannabes that also do real estate, probably less real estate than more doing the yeah, influence influencer. and content creation. And those that are kind of like us. There's influencers who just happen to be realtors and realtors who use social media in their business. Finally, I think that uh, we all realize that the general public is out there. They're looking at social media. They're doing it to shop for houses and they're also doing it to shop for agents. Um, and I think that's about it. I want to thank you, thank um, you. Anya. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, don't forget. Actually, you know what? One thing that we do at every podcast is we love to support local businesses. Would you mind? What's one of your favorite local business? What's one of your favorite local businesses uh, in Leslieville? Just to give them a shout out. We love, there's this, I couldn't tell you the name, but there's okay. a, like a little hole in the wall Vietnamese spot um, on Gerard between Galt and Jones on the north side that sells banh mi and fresh rolls. We love it there. Excellent. We're going to tell you the name. No, that's right. We'll put it in the uh, comments on the YouTube so you guys can, I'll okay. do the research for you. I'm not I'll a big banh mi person, but I love a fresh roll and they make really good fresh rolls. Amazing. Okay. That's it for then today. Uh, first of all, don't forget to follow Anya, A-S-E Realty. Uh, what's your middle name? Svilanovic. Oh, wow. Is it really? Yeah. That's Why would amazing. I lie? Like, what? <laughs> Did you just make that up like, right now? A-S-E Realty, uh, TikTok, Instagram. You can follow us, J-N-C Toronto Group, uh, TikTok, Instagram. No, not TikTok. Instagram, Facebook. I have TikTok. Yeah. Uh, and of course, all of our content can be found at therealestatepodcast.ca. Another couple of fun, if you want fun content for real estate, uh, head over to Instagram and look up Actually Agents and The Broke Agent. From the perspective of being a realtor. Yes, it definitely <laughs> is. And uh, I think that's about it. Until next time, um, keep real estating, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't plan this very well. Here's the end. Let me, let me redo this. All right, that's it for the Real Estate Podcast for this time, folks. We look forward to joining you the next time with a bunch of fantastic real estate-related fun and amazing content. How'd that, how'd that go? That was much better. Okay. Still pretty terrible. All right, bye, guys. <laughs> You have been listening to therealestatepodcast.ca. Visit our website for more episodes and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at JNC Toronto Group.